Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Would you like to contribute to the conversation? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What condition conversation was in? Jay talking with Bradley. I listen to morning with sun up on BZ. WBZ News Radio 1030. I tune my radio to AM 1030. The radio's all yours now. I talked to a man whose name is Bradley J. Improved my mind in a wonderful way. I just called in to see what condition conversation was in. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, what condition conversation was in. WBZ News Radio 1030 on a hot August night. Jay talking. We are live on a hot August night. It's going to be hotter tomorrow. We can gab about that later on. Find out how you like today and how you're going to deal with tomorrow. But in the meantime, I know you are going to like this. I hear complaints all the time. They don't teach civics enough. And you're right. Well, there's somebody that does teach civics. Casey Cullen, civics teacher at Westboro High School, is with us. How do you do? Doing very well, thank you. Oh, that sounds good. Uh, that mic. This is the you're the first guest in the new digs here. So excellent. I'm just happy that microphone works. That's happy. Good. Baby steps. Good looking digs. Uh, so thanks for coming in. Tell us a little bit about you, your class, anything you want us to know. Sure. Uh, so my name's uh, Casey Cullen. I, I teach uh, at Westboro High School. I teach United States history. I teach psychology. Uh, world history. I've kind of taught a little bit of everything. Uh, I'm also the media past president of the Massachusetts Council for Social Studies, and I'm also uh, one of the members of the Massachusetts Civic Learning Coalition. I believe that was the acronym MCLC uh, that we uh, came up with, and we've been working on a bill, uh, the civics bill, this past uh, year. Um, year or two, uh, we comboed a bunch of bills uh, that uh, went to both the House and the Senate and was uh, passed unanimously by both, just went to Governor Charlie Baker's. But, uh, want, yeah. want, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It went to his desk, and then now it's it's going back. So, so you're gonna fix it and send it back, right? You're gonna fix it and send it back, hopefully, I guess. And uh, you can add something else to your resume. It's probably not there. You have a, a great voice. Thank you. You sound fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So, uh, how important and why is it important? How and why important civics? So I, I think there is an emphasis today with a lot of STEM classes in a lot of high schools, uh, a lot of testing on English, a lot of testing on math, a lot of testing on science. And uh, those subjects were all reactions to other forces in our country that really wanted to push uh, strong. You can, uh, this goes back, conversation goes all the way back to Sputnik if you really want to get in the history of it. But it's, it's that push on science. And then uh, slowly what we've been noticing is a is an erosion of of civics throughout the curriculum and where it was instilled at a very young age and younger grades 
we now see it as uh, an elective in high school, and that's really it. And you can either choose to take it or not, and if you don't, then that's fine, and you'll be all right in life. But uh, one of the problems is it's so essential. It's just like biology. It's just like English. It's just you need to know the working organism of of the country you're in, the state, the government that you're you're a part of, and I think that's uh, critical. 617-254-1030, If you would like to give us a shout and weigh in and let us know how important you think civics is, and maybe there are particular parts of civics that you think need to be emphasized. So you're saying that we're still feeling the sting of Sputnik and getting caught with her pants down. Really? really? <laughs> Nobody in charge is still that, 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 in charge then is still around. That, that's where the, the, the historians, if you will, go back onto this debate. There's been a bunch of white papers uh, written about it, about the erosion of civics. I was not around, believe it or not, in Sputnik time. Uh, I came around more around Reagan. So um, I uh, have grown up. I felt with a pretty strong uh, civics core as well. But one of the things that I, I think people see quite a bit is on social media now. And I think that's a little bit of the issue is that y you didn't know how much your neighbor lacked. And then you see it and in, in what they're spouting off on social media now. And you're like, oh, oh my gosh, that's so ignorance. incorrect. Yeah. That is interesting. Now, how did you get interested in it? Was your was it your parents, or did you happen to have a good school? Yeah, uh, I had great school. Uh, both my parents uh, were teachers uh, as well. I got involved at a young age in student government. Really enjoyed that. Uh, spent. Um, uh, you ran for what did you run for? I was in, class in president. School. You were class president. What school? El Presidente. Uh, yes, uh, it, it Westboro High School actually. The, oh, so the, you went to the school you now teach at. I went to the school I now teach at. They liked me so so much. They wanted me give me money to come back. Did so. you uh, <laughs> have like a trophy or something in the trophy case that you just wanted to keep going back and looking at? Yeah, no, no. Uh, yeah, no, 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 All no, right. no good trophies. And uh, give us an idea of what you'd like to have folks focus on as far as what the curriculum is in civics? So it depends kind of what grade level we're talking mm -hmm. about. Uh, one of the things that we like to do at the younger grade levels, and this is part of the uh, discussion we'll probably get into later with the frameworks, is to go over some of the basics. So people understand that there are three branches of government and how those three branches of government are su supposed to function, uh, uh, how they are, are meant to work, and, and how sometimes they go haywire and, and don't work so well, or they get trumped by other things. Uh, so one of the, the things that uh, we really try to focus on as we move into the high school years, especially 17, 18 years old, is we want to move the conversation from 100 senators nine Supreme Court justices. And we really want to start talking about the political nature and uh, almost the psychology of, of why people really get dug in to where they, uh, where they are and, and, and so entrenched that they refuse to come out to, for the betterment of all. Refuse to listen to reason. Well, one of the uh, things that I go over with my students, and this is uh, from uh, the book, it's called The Wisest One in the Room. It's by uh, Thomas uh, Gilgovich, uh, Gilgovich and uh, Lee Ross. And so I just brought this in as a, as a brief exercise for all the listeners out there. 
and uh, I'm going to play a little psychic, if you will. Okay. If you let me go, psychic. I guess. Okay, all right. So I'm going to tell you, and this is, this is from their book, so I, I give all the credit to them. All right. Um, Let's find out what's going to happen here. I have no this, idea. This is your political perspective. Now, we've just met, what, 30 gonna, minutes ago? Yeah, oh, so I have to answer some questions? No, no, I'm going to tell, tell you what you think. You see yourself as being about as politically liberal as it is reasonably reasonable to be. On most issues, you see people who are to the left of you as a bit naive, as more idealistic than realistic. Take them, take them one at a time. Is this about me? No, no, no. This, this is this is all of our all of our problems. <laughs> Everyone sees themselves this way. Yeah, this, this, this is this is everybody's political leanings because the thing is we have this thing called the illusion of objectivity right we all believe we're the most objective people in the room i do you you know (laughs) i don't believe that you know i know yeah i know that a i'm subject uh, subjective and b i know that i'm wrong a lot yeah you know how i know that i'm wrong a lot is because i change my mind a lot yeah so uh, can you explain what this is again this is everyone this 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 is this is everyone so so what um, was the first thing so you see yourself i'll I'll, it's just a short paragraph i'll i'll finish it real quick you see yourself as being about as politically liberal as it's reasonable to be on most issues Issues you see people who are to the left of you as being a bit naive, as more idealistic than realistic, and overly inclined to political correctness. At the same time, you see those who are to the right of you as rather selfish and uncaring, as somewhat narrow-minded, and not fully in touch with the lives that many people live and the problems they face in today's world. Okay, so everybody feels that way about themselves. Well, this this is just this is the, this the is blanks. where yeah you you. Everybody thinks uh, I, I'm not on the far, far right, you know, or I'm not on the far, far left. I, I'm, I'm the, I'm the person in the middle. And so, what happens is that we get so psychologically entrenched sometimes with some of the pr- positions or or feelings that we have, not only uh, well in in a lot of political topics, but also in debates. And it makes it really tough for discourse. And this is why we're seeing a a, a really partisan partisan line that that's really aggravating a lot of people but it's also brought a lot of people to the table here in, in the state of Massachusetts one of the things that we've uh, were able to get through the the house was the civics bill um, it was a bipartisan bill got passed unanimously um, uh, because people looked around and said this machine is is not gonna be be running as efficiently as it could be without a, a larger understanding of how bills are made, compromises that need to be uh, looked at, uh, and trying to get some real progress made for for American people. So what you've just read is not new. People have thought that way for a long time, but they have not been entrenched for a long time. So there's an additional thing going on. Yes. Any idea what that is? Well, I, so that's that's another psychological principle we call psychological entrenchment. So uh, when when you go after someone in a you're extremely offensive to them. So you just you just smash down the door. Uh, they double back and they tuck in for a fight and they don't say, "Oh, hey, uh, you you know you were you were you know what you were right. You just kicked in my front door. You were right. They 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 stick to their guns and they bring both of them out and they start firing. They say you know what I, I'm I'm actually I'm double right. You're you're wrong on so many levels. Now. So I have a theory. Okay, 
that maybe some of that stems from ignorance mm-hmm. and insecurity that comes with ignorance. Without a doubt. And you don't have the security and, and your, you know, the self-strength to say, oh, I'm wrong. If, if you had a certain confidence in yourself, you could say, oh, yeah, maybe you're right. But people do not have that confidence because they do not have the, the background, knowledge, the background, the background knowledge. knowledge. I, I, I was, I was uh, out with some friends the other day, and I try to keep a, a pretty, pretty mixed, mixed bag of friends here. Uh, but I was sitting with uh, uh, friends actually. This was a few years ago, and one of them was was really upset. They said, "You know, Obama's coming for our guns. He's going to take all all my guns, uh, and, and they're they're going to get rid of the amendment." And and so I stopped right there in a civics point. I like I went back to my teacher point. So whether you think one way or the other about the issue, I said to him, I go, do you know how difficult it is in the state, uh, in uh, the United States of America to overturn an amendment? Right. You, like mathematically speaking, do you even have the idea? And he goes, assuming he, that he even wanted to, which he didn't. And, 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 and he didn't. So, so, so he said, no, no. And I, I was like, listen, brother, you know, I, 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 I hear you. You're afraid in in some aspects, sure, but let, let let's talk about the math of that being a political reality. And I I, I said it's not going to happen. Don't, don't worry you about run it. Run it by him again. What has to happen mm-hmm. politically for that to take place? Any sort of change uh, oh, in, in an amendment? So so so, so you you're going to need uh, three quarters of the United States to go along with it, and, and then it needs to get ratified by the state legislatures. So you got to go into some states that are are heavy, heavy uh, pro gun lobby states, and, right. and, and it's just not gonna it's not gonna happen. So here's another question. Here's a big question: How yeah. do they get this idea? They get they have this fear. Mm-hmm. Fear is a big thing here. Yeah, and it's entrenchment on both sides. Where do the folks get that idea that President Obama wanted to take their guns away, which would have been Political suicide, you just would never do it. Yeah, and, I never and even tried to do it. You didn't. Is it the NRA mm-hmm. that uh, that scares the folks? I, actually, I, I get the NRA. I am an NRA member. Yeah. I get their magazine. Yeah. And it's it's not about sporting and how to shoot better. It's mm-hmm. about politics. It's a political magazine. Yeah. With pictures of Pelosi, you know, with pictures with gun sites nearby, kind of suggestive and kind of. There, it's a political magazine. Is that where they get it? I, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I really don't think so. I think, honestly, a lot of the the print news media is um, is going by the wayside. So I'm not sure how many people are, are reading those magazines anymore. Of the generation that I'm sitting with, they are in the social media, the Twitter feeds, the Facebook feeds, right. and 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 they're seeing this stuff surface, and, what, and they're getting anxiety about it because they read it, and instead of laughing and going, "Ha, okay. I, I'd love to see that happen," so now, they, they're scared. This, oh, this 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 could possibly happen. I understand now. It's people who don't have a base knowledge. They go into their echo chamber that's got their name on it. Yep. I'm going into the conservative or the liberal echo chamber, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to hear the stuff that's designed for me. I'm going to stay watching certain headline news, certain headline yep. news, and I'm, I just hear what they preach to me. And I get because I don't make an effort to get unbiased news, and you do need to make an effort now because I don't make an un, um, effort to get unbiased, and I don't make an effort to see what the other side's saying. I am. Uh, very vulnerable to propaganda. Yeah. yeah. And that's what it is. That's what happened to your 
friend. friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Former yeah. friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. We're still good. We're so still let's good. see here. Uh, 20, I got three, two minutes. Let's start on, oh, one quick question, a yes. good two-minute question. Presidents have been wielding an increasing amount of power recently. Yes. Obama really upped his executive orders, mm-hmm. and now see, it feels kind of unprecedented. Maybe I'm wrong, but it feels like that. Uh, how how uh, is that the case? How, how come it didn't feel like that before? So if you, this kind of tracks a little bit to Vietnam War, uh, Gulf of Tonkin incident. So when President Johnson had to extend the powers of the president to send more and more advisors into Vietnam. He did so without congressional approval. And so this was uh, an issue. We didn't get that declaration of uh, formal war. And he was able to extend that to the point where after the war, we said, listen, you got to come back and you got to ask Congress for approval. And so now, 60 days into it, you got to come back and ask for approval. So this is what happens with Bush. So Bush uh, will go into Iraq. Uh, President Bush will go into Iraq. And then 60 days later, he's got he's to come back and ask Congress for approval. And this is a, a major point in the 2008 election. Yeah, but it doesn't election. seem like anything, it doesn't seem like many executive orders get overturned. Yeah. You're correct. You're correct. Uh, and and Seems that, like that, that, that's kind of yeah, yeah. Uh, the way it is. Yeah. Well, I'm Pres- President Obama, uh, Obama's a uh, couple of his have. Uh, well, Frank in Boston was going to be uh, next caller. Hey, Frank. Hello, sir. Frank, say hi to Casey Cullen. Uh, hey, sir. Uh, good evening. How you doing, Frank? Um, I, yeah, pretty good. Um, yeah, the, your bill, I hope it passes, but I wanted to know whether it includes is going to educate not only the kids but the adults and the intricacies of voting. Uh, um, um, and particularly talking about bullet voting, stuff like that, or, or even like the primary seems to confuse. When there's a primary, people get confused. Oh, I voted yesterday. Well, that was only the beginning of the voting. Well, I think it's actually going and to focus you, on young you, people. We'll I, find out. But, and are you familiar, you're familiar with bullet voting? So, uh, I'm I'm sorry. Is it uh, uh, ballot bullet. voting? No bullet. Bullet voting. Bu- bullet voting. If you could enlighten me, Frank, what is it? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. In, in in Boston, the city councilors we have four at large city councilors, and those four, well, the, in the city council race, you can vote for all of the city councilors. In in your district, you can vote for your local city councilor. And you can vote for your citywide city councilor. Okay. Well, in answer to your question, it's not primarily this bill is not for adults, so that really takes care of that, right? Um, it's a, it, a thing. It's for, for it's for, it's focused on kids. high school uh, students for right now, Frank. But I, but, I do see but, your point uh, because the, the intricacies, the, yeah. The, yeah, the the intricacies. Just trying to get this passed with uh, the the high school students has has. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. What if you could have a career? 
where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Been a, a lot of work, uh, and definitely with adults, it's I'm, – I'm, hear your point, definitely needed uh, because a lot of the things, even the signage can be confusing sometimes going to uh, a voting pool, um, uh, voting poll. Uh, so that can be uh, pretty difficult, but this, this bill focuses All right. solely with high school students. It's 1238. We better get down to the, get down to cases here. The bill, <laughs> tell me about it. So the bill, the civics bill is focused um, on providing high school students with a civic education project, two of them in their K through 12 career. So one before eighth grade, um, or I'm sorry, one before high school, so including eighth grade, and then one in high school, grades nine through 12. And so what we're looking to do is have students be engaged in the community that they're in, because just like uh, Frank was just calling, Every community is unique, and they all have their little intricacies on possibly voting. Uh, some have city councilors. Some are, are old town uh, meeting style. And so how does that work? How do you get your voice heard? And so what we wanted to do is get students involved in their local communities and be able to apply the lessons that they're learning in a classroom setting out in the real world. And uh, the governor sent it back for get for fixing or amendment yes. for change or yes. markup yes so, and what was his complaint about it well i think uh he was enthusiastic about it um and i think his his concern was that uh, he didn't want it to become partisan and i i, I think that for the reason that we've just been discussing there's been uh, such a, a partisan nature in politics uh, you know arguably in history uh, you could always argue that it's always been there, but uh, people have really kind of felt the fervor lately, and he didn't want, uh, say, some high school to become a wing of, say, the DNC or the RNC or something like that. Um, and so uh, what he sent it back for to uh, to committee to work on that, that language, we're hopeful, we're really hopeful that that language will get worked out soon and that that uh, bill will pass because there's an other important aspect of it is the um, – Civic Project Fund, because that's the money that's attached to it. the The bill has gotten some criticism because it, again, passed unanimously. And what bill does that? And it's like a big yay on civics. And the money is what we need for professional development for teachers and for students for districts that can't afford this funding uh, for, to 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 get these great programs and from many nonprofits, whether it be iCivics or Generation Citizens, or uh, there are many other opportunities for people to get in if we have that money. So the governor was afraid that this pro- these projects would be 
make the high schools a breeding ground for brand new, newly minted Democrats. <laughs> it's, right? it's, it's a it's a possibility. Yeah, I, I'm, you you could you could see where uh, there he wouldn't want uh, to point students in one particular direction or another, or maybe some overzealous teacher at some point. So there is an anxiety there, but you know, working with teachers, uh, I I think they they really let them. So he really doesn't want them to be involved in the process that early when they could be affected by their <laughs> teachers' opinions, right? Is he kind of wants them to get out in the world and find out how hard it is to earn a buck yeah. before they decide whether to be a, a Democrat or a Republican? Yeah, I, I, I think students have to make Which means obvious. he doesn't want kids to learn in high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. right? Well, I, th I think one of the issues is that he definitely wants uh, the civic education to be stepped up in the state of Massachusetts, for one thing. Um, but I think like he has done many times, I think he's been really, really uh, careful not to become too partisan in one way or the other because okay. he, he does uh, uh, he does have quite a high approval rating. I think he's the highest approval rating governor in Mass uh, in the, the United the country, States, right? Yes. Yeah, he's like seventy percent uh, or something. Yeah, and and I and and, 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 I, and I think he has a very high approval rating because he doesn't dip into those waters, if you will, too often. Plus, he's just. Pretty good at his job. Not everyone yeah. likes him. Like yeah. folks who work th for the MBTA don't like him, <laughs> but I, he's pretty effective. Yes. He okay. He is. How about uh, high school? As far as the fighting that goes on politically, does that take place in the high school too? I, you might not think so. You might think kids aren't involved politically, but you do have a young Republicans club. You have a young Republican, young Republican club. Is it a robust club? It, it's. Uh, I think it's about. Uh, 10, 12 kids. There's a young Democrat. That's not that robust. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, the kids get pulled in so many different ways. There's only about 10 kids in the, a young Democrat club, too, because it, you know, it, it meets on a Tuesday. So Do they debate? kids have uh, practice. Oh, they'll debate. But then you got, you got kids. Formally in the, or just in the hallway? Oh, yeah, formally. Formally in a teacher's room. Yeah, they usually so they have debates. Oh, they they have debates. They have debates. They uh, do they, they have someone instructing them uh, on actually how to debate, like to go way back into the into the fundamentals of argumentation and look at how Cicero would would formulate an argument. Do they do that? So, so one of the the clubs I um, uh, advised a couple of years ago was the Bay Club, and the other club was uh, the Mall United Nations Club, and so uh, in both. Uh, whether it be the Model United Nations Club or the Bay Club, there's certain styles or formats that you have to follow. Uh, but we have fun with it because it's an after-school club and you, you do want to have fun with it as well. Being good at debate will serve you forever. Forever. Be, forever. To be able to see and dismantle a faulty argument will, will serve you forever. Forever, yes. Personal note, when I was in college, well, first of all, I was an operating room technician. I was a scrub tech operating and stuff for three years, so I was a little older when I went to college. Then... I didn't know what I wanted to do in college. I just knew that this was pretty darn fun. And then I happened upon this argumentation class. I sat in on it once, thought, this is for me. And at that point, I found out I had to be a communications major to take that class. So I did, and that was, I took argumentation one and two. And even though I don't really realize it, the fundamentals learned there um, just were the most valuable thing, period. Period. I, I minored in philosophy for the same reason, uh, because it just helped my, write, thing. my writing. Same. Mounting those, arg uh, I liked ethics and arguing the pros and cons of, say, abortion yeah, or logic. pros yeah. and cons of any ethical thing. Sure. And reading the extremely well-worded and intricate 
masterpiece arguments on either side. It was great. It is. And uh, valuable. Casey Collins with a civics teacher at Westboro High School. Talked about his civics bill, which has been sent back, and they're going to revamp it and send it back to the governor, I guess. And now you also are redoing frameworks. What is frameworks? Uh, so the uh, social, uh, Massachusetts Social Science uh, Frameworks got updated from the 2003 version, and they were just approved uh, June 26th. I believe the department uh, approved them. Let's go basic. What is it? So really basic, it's the skeleton framework of, of what to focus on in each grade level from a kindergarten uh, level, from the kindergarten level all the way through 12th grade in Massachusetts public schools. So did civics kind of get folded into social studies? Did it get renamed? What exactly? I took social studies, so I know what they teach, but what's the idea of social studies? What falls under that umbrella? So uh, many things kind of fall in that. Uh, so we look at uh, history, and we basically break up uh, history into uh, a world topics and U.S. topics. So either a world history or we're focusing on U.S. history. And we also look at uh, civics. We also look at economics. We look at geography. And we also look at psychology, too, a little later on. Psychology and sociology Anthropology could be thrown in there too, ah, but anthropology, brush. yeah, Social anthropology is, is usually more of a college course. Um, uh, but it's uh, it, it is a, it is a pretty broad brush, yeah. Okay, so what's what's the current frameworks and what's the new frameworks? What's the difference? So the what the new frameworks does it instills an eighth grade civics course uh, in schools throughout the Commonwealth. And what it, it looks to focus on is getting a lot of those uh, basic principles like we talked about earlier as far as branches of government, some of the core Supreme Court decisions. And we look at those in the eighth grade. So by the time we're looking at civics in high school, we're revisiting some of those, but we're going next level on them. We can go a little deeper. We can elaborate on them. And then by the time you get to a, a senior year, you're hopefully having a, uh, a course, whether it be an American government, econ kind of mix, where you're looking at some problems, some issues in American society, and you're having some good debates on them. And you're really getting in depth. And you're doing research, too. And I think that's the important thing. One of the things we, we focused on a lot was an increase of, of media literacy as well uh, for students to really be able to go through sources, what is a reliable source, what's not yeah. a reliable source, that's primary source documentation. A lot of folks don't seem to get that. People don't seem to get the importance of trying to find unbiased news or as close as you can get. Yeah, and there's I, no attempt made to, to get unbiased news in many cases. And and I think one of the issues is that uh, everybody approaches things with their own kind of bias. If you know where people are coming from, then you can kind of take it with a grain of so salt. So there may be no unbiased news, no such thing. I, but uh, some folks will get as close as they can. Others sure. make no attempt. So what you're saying is you need to give them the tool Take a look at any news, put the old calculator on it and see how biased that is. And you need to know it and factor that in. And one of the things that we look at, we look at headlines. Um, we look at statistics. How do people frame things? You know, 2% of Americans are dying from this disease. Okay. Or what? what's up with another 98%? You know, what are we, we focusing on? Like, right. What, what, what's going to pull you in? And if you think, oh, my gosh. I try to teach them to protect themselves against uh, 
such headlines. Yeah, the headlines of fear that the, the really try to evoke those responses and, and clickbait, which we all see that too. You know, the top 20 ways to do XYZ. You know, something subtle that gets done is uh, the introduction of adjectives. I don't think it any, there should be no adjectives in any headline. Because an adjective is going to be inherently biased. W without a doubt, yep. Like the, even the word controversial decision is a, is a negative sure. about this decision. They, well, they're emotive terms. So any time we look at an emotive term that's going to bring up something when they say disgusting display of whatever, you always you already know where they're going with it. Right. Uh, and so you're going to delve into even that. Even seemingly inert words, yes. benign words, are meant to make you think, oh, everybody thinks that's controversial. There must be a problem with it. Yeah. And uh, it, it certainly has bias. You you love being a teacher, I can tell. What love do you it. like about it? Uh, I, I love uh, every day coming in. It's something new. I love uh, new, fresh faces every year. It's uh, it's a new story every year. And we, uh, we have a lot of fun because we have – you build a culture, and you build a culture of uh, of respect, and the fact that we're gonna ha take some academic risks here in this during this year, and so students can really delve into some of the topics, whatever those topics may be, whether they be history topics, psych talk topics, or or whatnot. And do you run into discipline problems? What ages do you teach? I teach uh, freshmen, and I teach seniors. Um, I am. Uh, very large male. I'm about 260 pounds, and I'm a part-time police officer as well. So I don't usually get in. How do you? Discipline so you're issues. large and a police officer still. Yeah. What do you do? How do you use your largeness and police officeriness to get respect? What do you? Is it just a commanding well, voice? Well, well one like, of shut down. No, no. Well, I think one of the things is uh, I, one of the philosophies I always follow is coaching as well as loyalty up, loyalty down. So it's, you don't demand loyalty yeah, earn up. You, you, I, 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 I'm loyal to you. We're, we're nice. We're good. We're fine. And until it's time that you have crossed some line and that you have lost my trust. And I, and I put that trust in them first day. And uh, usually it goes pretty well. I mean, there are a couple incidences where, you know, you may have a kid cheat on a test or something like that, and uh, but then you talk to them, you go, hey, what were you doing? And they usually break down because they're in some crazy pressure. You, you, ne you never have you never have the, the kids in the back that, you know, didn't show up the last 20 days to cheat on the test. It's always the kid that's under some crazy pressure from home and they just feel like they have to do this or they won't get into Harvard and they're going to die penniless and penniless and alone and everything. Parents pressuring kids too hard? Uh yeah yeah I I I, I see uh, there's definitely some parental drives and in in pushes uh, and it's a tough thing it's a tough thing to be a parent right so you yeah. you you want to you want to help your kids succeed and you want them to have some kind of measure of uh, of self-sufficiency, but at the same time, you don't want them sitting home playing video games all day, too. I think I often think, and this is probably the absolute wrong way to motivate kids. I would say, see that guy in that broken down '83 Toyota? He didn't study in school. Yeah. See the guy in that Mercedes in that Corvette? He studied. He studied. Yeah. <laughs> and I, w I wish that were true. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> it doesn't have to be true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Did you study, Mark? Mark drives a Toyota. Did you study? Oh, so he did study, yet he drives a... But he has a nice Toyota. It's not a... 
You have a Toyota? I thought you had a Honda. He lied. He lied, see? All right. Is it a Civic? Oh, see the dying right there? Now, uh, you are an officer. (laughs) You are. Part-time. Checked out on weapons. Part-time. Do you, how do you feel about certain people's, uh, people being armed in school like yourself? I would think it would be a perfectly good idea to have you have your weapon in school. Why not? Uh, so as far as that's concerned, I, you know, I've, I've thought about it because it, for selfish reasons, sure, give it to me. But the, I, I'm not sure I want anybody else to have one. That, is that to, my, that's my exact policy <laughs> on, on uh, Second Amendment. I, I want I trust me and I trust you and I trust yeah. people who really take it seriously. Yeah, but I don't trust Joe Schmo <laughs> yeah, down and, the street because he's and, an and, idiot. And that's in that civics, right? You know, these are these great debates we can get into. Um, but the the other issue uh, I, I had these discussions. If everybody knows that I'm also the then the, you're a target. The, the guy, then I'm a target. Then so? then I then I want a five million dollar life insurance policy because. Uh, well, the thing to do is. Don't tell anybody. You don't tell anybody. Sure. So I won't ask. So, so and you don't tell. So so we're gonna. Delete what is the this. school's policy though? Uh, uh, no 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 weapons. Yeah, no no. There's there's no weapons. We have we have a, a school resource officer. So we we have a full time officer, and he's wonderful, and he takes care of all that, all that business. And his office is is right downstairs from mine. So uh, he he's gonna give me a little. Okay. Last couple of minutes. What are you teaching the kids right now? Uh, well, I'm actually uh, not back in school yet. Oh. I had uh, our, our school of start course, time. Of course, summertime. Del- it, got de- it got delayed. Actually, we were supposed to be back. Today was supposed to be my first day. We had some building projects, so we got a little delayed, and so we're going to start up next week. What is the first thing you teach them? Uh, first thing I teach... Uh, respect. Yeah, respect. <laughs> uh, uh, first thing I do is... In, in, the world history class, I, I give them, uh, I play Watching the Detectives. Who sings it? Elvis Costello. Costello. There you go. There you go. So I, I play Watching the Detectives. I walk out of the room. I don't walk out. I'm on the, in the hallway for three minutes. I say, look around. You tell me about me. And because I want them to work with those powers of observation and I want them to know their surroundings. I don't want them to take a look at it and I want them to deduce. I want them to make conclusions. Say, tell, what do you say? Tell me about me? Yeah, tell me about me. So, tell it, so you want them to tell you about you. Yeah, yeah. So I come back in and I just say, hi, my name's Mr. Cullen. This is World History. I play the song. I'll be back in three minutes. You get a pen and paper. You start taking notes. What do I like? Who am I? Kind of thing. Yeah, my, my, my room is littered with posters. With and, stuff. And stuff, stuff, stuff. So they sure. can tell. So, and so they, they can, can just sell. go by your demeanor maybe and they what they, okay, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you very much for coming in and all the best of luck with the civics bill. That's what it's called. Can yes. people contact the governor and tell them I like this bill? So, yeah, and then the update on frameworks as well. Thank you so much. For yeah, and me. I think the governor likes the bill too. I think we just need to get it worked out in committee, get it back, and then then get when, it get in. Books. When you found out what the beef was, you thought eh, that's kind of reasonable. Yeah, 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 I, I, I was like, yeah, I, I, I can see it. I just, I just want to make sure that that we can we can work it out and just get the wording straight. Like this is this is why I, I got into it as well because it's the you, process. You, well, you. If you, you teach civics, this is a great thing to be able to speak about with students right. as, as well, and it, going from committee and back from committee. And Thank you so much for coming in, taking the time, driving all the way in here to be in here in, per, on, uh, in person. It means a great deal. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.